NFL Week 2, great hope for a Redskins comeback on the West Coast. Thanks for checking out the DMV Sports Roundtable with Jamal Bowens and joining us from Redskins Park, George Wallace. I'm Dimitri Sotis, Chris Chion. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at DMV Sports Round 1. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podcast One. Georgie, you're at the park, as we say. I'd like to hear about a couple receivers, Josh Doxson, Terrell Pryor, too. What's going on with those guys and, and the team as they get ready for the Rams? Well, you know, these guys, uh, you know, Jay Gruden, interesting when he said this week about Doxon how you know he's going to get more and more touches and more and more in the game plan as week goes on as weeks go on but he's got to be available so you know you talk to some people who say that he's probably the best receiver out here and then all of a sudden he may not be having the best of practices since he's not getting on the field and he had 20 some snaps or whatever 30 snaps the other day but not one target so you kind of you can sense that you know, coach is kind of getting frustrated with this whole Doxon thing. And Doxon is too, you know, he wants to be on the field. So he said after the game the other day, you got to be available. Jay Gruden said the same thing. So that leads me to believe that maybe he's not practicing the way he should. And he's not, uh, you know, on the same page right now with this, with the quarterback and prior, you know, I, I don't know. I think I, that kind of set the tone for the whole game the other day. And that first play when he, when he lost in the lights or the sun. So, you know, he's been stressing that at time he's going to come and everything's going to be fine, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, it, it didn't look that sharp the other day. And as you know, we've talked about a number of times, I know you want to you want to ease into this thing. But this schedule this year doesn't really allow right. that because you're going out west and it's you hate to say it, but it's almost a must win with games against the Raiders and the Chiefs following yeah, that. Don't, so. don't hate to say it. Just say it. It, it is what it is. I All mean, right. You, fine. you don't want to say go. this early, but win. I mean, you, you got to <laughs> call it what it is, because if like you said, if you don't win this game, you're looking at 0-4. Yeah. And then you can imagine the implosion of this team or, or this fan base, rather. Not necessarily the team, but this fan base if they go 0-4. Given and I the don't schedule, want Dimitri to have to go to the Raiders game at 0-2. And have right. you know. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go regardless because I want to see the guy okay. with the, uh, the spiked shoulder pads sitting next to me, which I'm sure <laughs> will be there. A little more about Pryor. Is it too small a sample size to say that uh, maybe it was a little too easy to obtain him and there was a reason for that and that he dropped a lot of passes in Cleveland? He did. And I mean, you know, it may be a little small right now, sample size yeah. with these guys, but uh, you know, it's you know the big play capabilities there, just like with Doxon supposedly. So I'm gonna wait on that until he has a few more games, like we saw the other day. I mean, you know, and and and, and I was ready to, you know, all the talk about him transfer, you know, um, transformation from a quarterback to a wide receiver and getting used to that, and he kind of cut us off earlier this summer he said look guys that was last year that my transformation was last year like i'm a receiver i'm good to go so you know then there's no excuse right yeah, well so he's, if, he's a receiver but he's trying to hone his craft so to speak yeah he can call himself a receiver but if, if he thought that his transformation was done he wouldn't have worked with randy moss he wouldn't have worked with antonio brown to That's try true. to get better to work with the best because he knows that his transition is not done i mean He's, I guess what he meant was, what I'm taking from it is, I'm a wide receiver now. Just take the quarterback part out of it. That, 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 was, right. that was another chapter. I'm a receiver now. But he's still trying to work be, uh, towards being a complete receiver. I think the problem this week, I think it might have been an issue of him trying to do too much. And he said that, too. You're right. You're right about that. He mentioned that, too, like, that, that he wants to, you know, the whole putting it on my shoulders thing. Right. He's, he's he out said he there wanted to, make, to big, try make a big play. He said he you plays, know, yeah. started to run before he actually had the ball in his hands. You know, and things like that, and, you know, that comes with the territory. I mean, back to the Doxon thing, though, and this is my question. 
Doxon, uh, from what I saw, J.P. Finley um, tweeted this out. He practiced in full last week. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was full all week. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not particularly sure what what Jay means by this, because, okay, and, and Jay. Well, and Doxon, Doxon said it too after the game. He says I need to be available, and we were all kind of like, "Oh, I thought you were." Well, you know, it's 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 a. I'm not sure what to make of it because on one hand you did have he had little setbacks throughout the training camp, yeah. But then, the coaching staff also tried to. Not slow him down, but bring him along slowly is, is I guess, what, what I want to say. Mm-hmm. And you can't say I'll need him to practice if you're also bringing him along slowly. To me, the only yeah. way you get a young guy to play, it's almost trial by fire. You let him play. That's how Throw he gets there. better. Yeah. You can't be, and then Gruden used the word consistent. You, you can't be consistent with inconsistent playing time. It doesn't work that way. If you want him to be more consistent, then his role needs to become more consistent. I mean, he played twenty snaps. Cousin didn't look his way once. No, not even in, not even in red zone situations. And I think and later least, on in the game. Know, so, so what does that mean? Does that mean he doesn't trust him yet? Probably, right? That's exactly what it means. Yeah. And I think, and it's not just Cousins; it's also Gruden. Gruden trusts Ryan Grant. And, and Cousins trust Ryan Grant more than they trust Josh Doxson right now. Yeah, and that's yeah. just the plain truth. Even though Grant should be your fourth receiver and yeah. Doxson should be your two or arguably number one, depending on how the rest of the season goes. So, you know, don't try to sell me on Grant better than Doxson because he's not. But and I by th- the way, I, think I, love comfortable. Honest, I love Honest Jay, you know. And we saw with, point. You, with Robert Griffin III, see, and now we're seeing see, with Doxon, too. That, that, that gets him in trouble because they got him in trouble before. You know, sometimes you need to keep some of that, especially with a young player. His mindset is already all over the place because of everything he's heard about him being injury-prone. He doesn't need his coach necessarily throwing that out there. Not, not for someone, not to say he's fragile because I, I don't know the young man, but to somebody that's already heard a lot of noise early in his career, and he hasn't got an opportunity to get out there and silence his critics. And he doesn't necessarily need his coach throwing more fuel on the fire. Yeah, but then again, there's who knows what's going on at practice. We can't see any practice right yeah, now. I mean, so I don't that's know. what I wanted to ask you, because I don't know how much you see. But We don't, we don't see anything. We see the, okay, the like, warm-ups, and then right. that's it. Training camp, you saw a lot more, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And for all, you know, everything I heard from you and, and seen on Twitter and, and coming out from other beat writers and, and um, you know, little snippets of, of tape that will come out during uh, the training camp period, when he was on the field, he looked tremendous. Yeah, he was the best guy out there. Correct. So, um, I mean, uh, 20 snaps, and then P. Ryan doesn't get a snap at all. No. And that's another well, we thing. Kind of, you can't figured, run the ball, but P. Ryan doesn't get – he gets zero snaps on the offensive side of the ball. Don't you want to at least try? You got to play these young guys. Yeah. And I, think they, I mean, I think they will. But the P. Ryan thing, I knew – you kind of figured that he was gonna, they were going to yeah. work him in slowly. I, I figured, but I didn't, expect no, I didn't expect no snaps. Yeah. I mean, I figured he would yeah. get, get maybe, maybe five, you know, something yeah. like that. And, and then might have been, you know, the top of what he might have gotten – but for the, the running game to struggle as, as it did, then I thought that he would throw him in there. But at the same time, I guess you wouldn't throw him in there if you're only going to run the ball 13 times for the entire game as opposed to 40 <laughs> passes. And they ran the ball yeah. three times in the second half. 
Yep. In, a, in a game that's, that's a one-score game at the time, why are you only running the ball three times? You're, you're throwing the ball that many times like you're down by two or three scores. You're that's not. exactly right. You know, the game was 19-17 at one point. Yeah, and they had the 16-play drive, and then he right. throws the pick at the uh, goal line. Let me interject that Chris Cheon has joined us, and let me throw this out there. Is this uh, Jake Gruden trying to do whatever he can to help out Kirk Cousins, who struggles without some of his weapons from last year? Is that what we're seeing here and the young guys sidelined? I think part of it, that might be the case. Part of it is Jay has a tendency, going back to Cincinnati, to abandon the run completely, even though he says he wants to run the ball. I'm not sure as a coach, I'm not sure if he knows how to. I think that's something Callahan needs to take over and really kind of, you know, pull him aside and say, this is this is the way we need to run the ball. This is what we need yeah. to do. He has success in that when he worked with that line. Granted, we don't have the same line Dallas does, but they have this working with the same concepts. He can do that with the running backs that we have. I think Jay is pass happy. He's just he's just pass happy. He needs someone needs to Callahan needs to corral him and say, look, we need to balance this out just a little bit. Because 14 passes to 13 runs, there's no balance in that whatsoever. And three in the second half is ridiculous. No, but the problem is he didn't. He wasn't trusting the the offensive line. I mean, they couldn't. Well, I would you know. if I don't. If you don't trust the offensive line, in and granted they played terribly, but I didn't. Yeah. Did you see anything that made you trust them to throw the ball 40 times? Well, that's the other thing, and they couldn't protect either. So yeah. right. So I mean, what's the, what's the lesser of the two evils? Either right. you know get your quarterback killed or have him turn the ball over, which he did. Or at least try to establish some semblance of a run because if you don't, Philly does have the defensive players like Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and uh, Kendricks from the middle linebacker spot to be able to put pressure on on the quarterback. You allowed them to pin their ears back because they knew you're not running the ball. You can't right. go into especially this week. You can't go into playing Wade Phillips. And that defense, because they have a lot of talent on that side of the ball. And remember, they did not have Aaron Donald last week, who was arguably right. one of the best, if not the best, interior linemen in the NFL. He will oh, yeah. be present this week. So if you can't protect Flex, uh, him from Fletcher Cox, then what are you going to do with Aaron Donald and the accompaniment of Michael Brockers and, 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 uh, every, and Quinn and everybody else that they have on that front seven? Right. You know, that's that's going to be a tall task with Wade Phillips coaching. Yeah, uh, I uh, I didn't comment because I'm uh, quite frankly not as uh, interested in talking about last week. It is already Wednesday and we need to move on here. And we are moving <laughs> on against a cornerback, Tremaine Man, Johnson. Man, I tell you, studio late. Now he's all over the place. Right, <laughs> he, she, she came in and took over. We're, we're done with that. Well, I mean, I just at this point, I think what, what we saw was a poor performance by this Redskins team on Sunday. I think that it takes some getting used to with these wide receivers. And Terrell Pryor had a case of the drop season. That's uh, certainly not what we had last year with Pierre Garcon and I think we're starting to miss him uh, more than ever now but I think you, you're starting to miss him more than ever yeah I, I certainly <laughs> am I think that he would be uh, somebody good for this team and to fire yeah, up not, the others I'm not, I'm not disputing that but I'm just saying I still give these other two a chance especially prior but you they'll know. never be D. Jack and Garcon. Well, they can't be because they don't do what those guys do. No and that's the thing Nobody's, they, they, they're all different. four He's of those different. receivers are totally different yeah. In what they do, Pryor and Doxon are a different breed of receiver than D. Jacks and, and Garcon. 
Well, regardless, Tremaine Johnson uh, is somebody that won the NFC Defensive Player of the Week, and it is once again another tall task for this passing offense here. Uh, The the line only minus three in favor of the Rams. I would have thought potentially more considering how they uh, stomped out the uh, right. Indiana Colts. But keep in Indiana mind, Colts, keep, Indianapolis keep in Colts. mind, it's a, it's a Indiana, in, uh, Indian, you know, you get me messing up. It's a, Colts, <laughs> it's a Colts team that was without Andrew Luck, Ben yeah. Scott Tozine, and then brought in Brissett, who they just got last week. So it's not, and, and they have, you know, Frank Gore, and, and they're not necessarily the best right now. So it shouldn't be that much more when you're going up against a quarterback in Tozine and Brissett as opposed to no matter how bad Cousins might have looked last week, he's definitely not that bad as those two. Right. Well, so it's, it's, it's not really on the same level. Right, and I understand that. I just think from a talent standpoint, this defense is just as good as probably the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, they are. And I'm a little bit worried that this offense is not going to get it going once again. The snap counts – Last week had me a little bit discouraged as well. I didn't like how Samaj P. Ryan didn't get any carries, yeah, uh, it, about it, being that, that he early. was active and not carrying the ball. Yeah. Um, and it'd be nice to get a, a mix here, but also you want to worry about Todd Gurley too, because the Rams involving him in the past game a little bit more. And uh, I think that that's something that the linebacker should be able to. You know, Gurley's not a Sproles where we talked about last week. Sproles right. kind of a little shifty guy, but Gurley's a great running back. I, I'm quite frankly, I am worried about this game. And and I'm worried about the fact that the Rams are good against the tight end covering them. And Jordan mm-hmm. Reed is is uh, Cousins' guy. And, you know, he, he was, I don't want to say non-existent, but not exactly. You can say good. he was close to non-existent. James Crowder, yeah. non-ex- close yeah. to non-existent. So, I'm sorry that I'm coming in here uh, negative. I just don't, no, I don't have a lot of uh, positive you, feelings you coming into Sunday. You have every right to, and I, I feel the same way. And, and the problem I have is, once again, we're slow starting. You yeah. can't continue yeah. to do this every single year, losing home openers. And I know people want to say the preseason means nothing, but you can't sit here and tell me that the team you saw in the preseason didn't look just like the team you saw on Sunday. Yeah, and then yeah. what it's happens? The same, it's the same team that was in the preseason. There's a, I, this team is not one of those teams that can flip a switch. There's no, there's no switch to flip with this team because they come in flat, and that goes that goes to the coach. I'm not even looking at Cousins because we already know he's a slow starter. But when your whole team does that year in and year out and looks the same way week one that you did during sluggish like you did during preseason, that's coaching. And you're taking on the, the philosophy or the persona of your coach. Then that that's reflective of what Jay's looking like to me as a coach. You, you're lackadaisical. You know, you're not really – We'll get over it at well, some point. You know eventually. what, though? You know what, though? I, I'll give you that a little bit. But then also, I got to, at some point, it's got to be on these leaders of this team. It That's does. True. I mean, but you have at new some leaders. point, it's a, it, but listen, it's an opener. It's the start of your new season. I mean, right. if you if you're not ready to come out of the gates against the Eagles in your home building, right. I, I don't know uh, what to tell home you. Home building. It was half Eagles fans this past okay, week. Okay, you know so what so I mean. That's, that's not the normal. Much of a uh, that's, home that's, field advantage. That, dude, we never have one at FedEx. At least you know it wasn't. Maybe, at least it wasn't full part, of terrible towers like it. last year or, or in years past. People have come in and taken over the entire FedEx. You wouldn't even know you were in FedEx. Well, move them to Loudoun County so that could stop happening. Maybe <laughs> That's not uh, stop. these teams. No, they, these they teams travel, travel yeah, they and travel. they travel well. And I don't. You can put this anywhere in the DMV you want to. It'll be like that until fans 
stop allowing other people to come in and take well, over their building. They don't want to go. They hate the place. They don't want to go. And, and and that goes back to Dan. It's, and the, and the I don't really want to want to go. I mean, it's like it's parking is a pain. The, the, you know, ten fifteen dollar beers or whatever. It's all. A pain. I can't wait to go to the Sunday night game against the Raiders, but alluding to that, that would be pretty terrible to lose this game. And then yeah. if you ever you guys watch that Raiders Titans game, the Raiders look like a team that I, I don't want to say Super Bowl aspirations just Not yet because you're still Not worried. Yet. You still have the New England Patriots they are a definite there. Definite playoff contending but, team. Yeah, they look they look good, and this is a team. And we saw Dimitri. How many games you and I go to in prime time last year that they uh, rough did terrible? Although that'll be it. They played the Packers on Sunday night and won that one. That was probably the Redskins' best game like of the, the season. That's been the only one in, in many many years. Yeah. But keep this in mind. You hey. also have KC right after yep. that. It's also a Sunday night game. Yeah. And Monday like night. Said, Monday night. Which one? Raiders on Monday. Raiders Sunday. No, Raiders Sunday. Raiders, Raiders, KC's Raiders Monday. Sunday. Chiefs bottom, Monday night. Bottom line, they're both they're both primetime games, and we stink in primetime for the most part. So Jordan. you got to win this game because you could potentially go zero and four. Right. Yeah. We're definitely staring at that. George, you're you're at the park. We want to take advantage of the time that we have with you. Is is all of this uh, shade that we're throwing? Is it uh, reflected over there? I mean, is there a dark cloud over the place right now? Uh. Uh, it's uh, cloudy. It's <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, not so much a weather report. I was asking, although yeah, that, no, that is somewhat um, helpful. You know, no, not yet, not yet, guy. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's the whole. It's it's week one. I mean, you know, we'll see if if these problems persist, and you know, you go out and you look flat against uh, the Rams, and and then you come home and you're staring at the Raiders and Chiefs. Then you know, this first four games will tell you a lot, obviously. But no, they're not. They're they're just. You know, we're going to shake this off. It's week one. There's 15 left. That's the attitude they have. And that's the attitude they have to have because they have to they can't all of a sudden just go into dumps after one week, even mm-hmm. though the, the whole the whole D.C. area is. But they um, they they'll they'll still they have some they have some time and they're they're just, you know, thinking that if they can come out and put a good performance, and we'll get a chance to talk to the guys in a little bit here after practice first time. But, you know, if they put a good performance together against the Rams, then I'll be forgotten until next week. So but keep yeah. in mind one thing before I have to jump off here, practice almost over. But, you know, the whole McVay thing uh, and, you know, Wade Phillips, who's not happy about the way things went down here and didn't get that interview with the defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. You don't think this team is going to be jacked up to face you on Sunday. Oh, and, and also, McVay, he knows exactly Cousins' strengths and weaknesses. Yep. It's going to be a pretty good chess match between he and Gruden, and we'll see – you know how I do, but McVeigh's no, you know, he he knows his stuff, and especially on offense. And these guys are playing for him out there. I mean, they score forty six. I don't care what kind of Colts team was out there. I mean, they put up forty six yeah. in the opener. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. Did they take Wade's son with them as the tight ends coach? I believe he's there, isn't he? Yeah. See, that's another advantage because if anybody knows the ins and outs of Jordan Reed, it's got to be him. I don't think. Wait a minute. Is he still? I don't even. Wait. Is he He's still going, here? Or is he? I thought he left. The tight, Wade Phillipson was the tight ends coach last year, correct? Yeah. Now that you say that, I don't know if he's still. I don't I, even know. I, off I top thought of my he head. left. I thought he went with them. I uh, had a thought. Uh, McVeigh knows the skins, but don't the skins know McVeigh's way of thinking too? They do. Yeah, they'll know. They'll know the offense. They'll know, they'll know exactly. But you know, it's it's he he can sit back there and tell his team exactly what Cousins can do and what Cousins can't do. Yeah. And also, you know, he can let Wade know what the ends are. Even, even though there right. are a lot of new faces on this defense, 
Yeah. He can still let Wade know a couple tendencies, you know, of, of guys that were here last year that he went up against yeah, in practice he, every he day. Went up, he went up against these guys in yeah. practice every day. He knows who can do what and, 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 yeah. and who, who's where. So it, it is definitely – Jay's going to have to bring his A game in terms of coordinating and calling plays. He might right. have to call the best game this and maybe going up against Kyle in terms of Shanahan in terms of matching wits with somebody yeah. that might be familiar with this team. He's definitely going to have to be on his A game, not reflective of what he did this past week. Can't put it all on him. You have to execute his players. But, you know, Jay has times where he has lapses in his play calling ability. Like we were talking about early, the disparage between 40 passes and 13 runs. You're going to have to figure that out and call something a little more balanced than that. Because if you let Wade Phillips allow Robert Quinn and those guys to pin their ears back, if you're going to throw the ball 40 times, if you saw, you thought you saw turnovers last week, the Rams really take advantage of turnovers. Have we said all we need to say about the skins? Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything positive we can come away with? I just think the fact that it was week one, and there's a lot of overreactions, certainly, but at the end of the day, they didn't look great in week one. But this is an offense still that, again, you know, I said that Jamison Crowder was a disappointment. He does have that rapport, though, with Kirk Cousins. That's good. Jordan Reed still has that rapport. That's good. So there are some encouraging things here. And Rob Kelly... You know, for not being the sexiest back in the world, does run hard, did get the, you know, they just had to kind of abandon game script when you're down. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see the offensive line protect better, but, and big plays were a good thing with Ryan Kerrigan getting that interception uh, exactly. return. For, so, you know, let's, we, the big plays need to happen. I'd like to see Kirk Cousins, speaking of big plays, let's do that on the offensive side of the ball. Throw the ball deep a couple of times. Let's see if, uh, maybe not Tremaine oh, well, Johnson, that. but yeah, well, let's do, do it that. effectively. Um, and, okay. uh, well, that's and, a different story. Yeah. That's, yeah well, <laughs> we're, we're, we're we're saying offense a lot. Let's give credit to the defense. This defense played better than expected. Uh, Zach Brown with 12 tackles, led the team in tackles. Ryan Kerrigan him, yeah. with, a, with a pick six. Preston Smith with a sack. Junior Gallette with a sack that was called back. You know, they were effective. They did what – they played well enough to win that game. They gave up well, the, the big play in the beginning. But I think as a whole, they played – they had their problems. But when you keep rolling the defense out because the offense can't sustain drives consistently, that's what happens. We've seen that over the years with this team, with this organization, period. We have a defense that plays well enough to stay in the game. To, to, to give the opportunity for the offense to win the game, but the offense continues to roll them out on the field with three and out, three and out, three and out. I thought that the defense played pretty good. Well, they did, and anytime you get a pick six and you limit the run game like they did and right. however many points on offense, you should win a game. You yeah, and, and, and that fall, now that falls in the lap of the offense, and your offense yes. needs to help you out and let you breathe a little bit. You can't keep rolling the defense out over and over again sustain a drive let your defense stay fresh because if they don't then you give the other team opportunity later on in the game because your defense is dog tired from keep having to go back on the field as soon as they get off the field that takes a lot for a defense to even get off the field on third downs and and they did that for the most part but when you have the opportunity to do that, your offense needs to pick you up just like the defense picked you up and got you back into the game. You're down two scores. They cut the deficit in half for you. Now do them a favor and put some points on the board and let them stay off the field for a little while. The list, the biggest thing, the biggest thing, and I think the biggest disappointment from what fans see too is that in week one, a lot of the same 
same issues that plagued this team last year showed up again. For instance, getting off the field on third down, 8 mm-hmm. of 13. For instance, 0 for 2 and touchdowns in the red zone when you have a chance. That's the problem, yeah. and I think that's what everybody gets frustrated with because it's the same exact situations. Penalties, discipline, you know, yeah. th- th- all those things. Like you said, they've been going on ongoing for the last couple of seasons with this team. And, yeah, we're, we're, fans are tired of seeing it, but they continue to do the same thing. And, it, once again, that goes back to coaching. All right, maybe we get away from the skins, guys, and uh, and move to some baseball. Big Chi, Chris Chion's got to step out now. But uh, Jamal, George staying with us. When it comes to the Nats, and first of all, they did clinch, and congratulations uh, to them. Um, I was watching the game last night, and I didn't get to see when they clinched uh, this this weekend. But apparently, they had a lot of young guys out there, Robles and a lot of the other young players Dusty had playing to give the. And I thought it was great that they got that experience. What it feels like to win a division, you know, to 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 win like that and be part of the celebration. I, I thought. You know, that that was when I heard that, I thought that was a pretty cool thing to give these young guys a taste of that. So when they do get up here in a, in a bigger capacity, they know what that feels like. You know, I thought I thought that was a, a class move by uh, by Dusty. Well, and they, apparently they, yeah, they contributed. Yeah, they did. And he, they've had 49 guys, 49 different players play yeah. this year. So that's a, a I mean, big that's, thing. And I that's think a that's what, you know, to the it's, farm system. It's going to be a lot of tough decisions to come when they got to get their 25 man next in a couple of weeks for this. Uh, it is first first it round is because so, I mean, um, but you know what? It's a good problem to have. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Michael A is definitely going to be there, and I think you got to keep him going forward. Whether you still have Eaton or not, you got to find a way to, to. I mean, the guy had an in the park, in in the park grand slam. Who does that? Yeah, who yeah. has an in the park that grand really slam great. in the majors? It's probably happened before, but I know I've never seen one. That was the first one I've ever seen. So I mean, yeah, he, he, you can have turned, to, you know get in a, a little assist from the center fielder, but yeah, it was, yeah, uh, I mean, it was he, pretty good. He's turning, <laughs> yeah, true. But he he's turning into a a, a really good player. Howie yeah, Kendrick has been got, yeah. he's been a consistent bat ever since um, he's come over. So you you got him. I mean, there's a lot of guys that you have to. Of course, the biggest name is Bryce when he comes back. Mm-hmm. But you know, you've got everybody back. I just want to see everybody on the field together. You know, I want to see Bryce and Worth and um, what's my man, the Babyface Assassin. <laughs> what's his Turner? Name? Yes, I want to see Turner. I want to see all those guys, Rendon and everybody, together on the field at once. We haven't seen that well, in in forever. It they're seems gonna, they're going to need it because you know if it's looking more. I mean, all of the Dodgers are going the wrong direction, but yeah. look, it's going to be the Central Division winner. And if it's the Cubs, you know, it's, yeah. They're still the World Series champs. You're still going to have to go to Wrigley. I yeah. mean, it's not a, they're going to need all hands on deck to get they, past yeah, that first they, round. They I don't are. like the matchup. Although, I don't want to face the Diamondbacks either. I mean, I'd rather no. I take my chances with the Central because the Diamondbacks are just playing out of this world right now. So, well, they can make we'll a, see. they can make a statement this weekend. And the Dodgers are coming here. Yeah, the Dodgers are coming this weekend, and they can make a statement. And I think they is 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 home field advantage on the line this weekend. Well, they're three and a half behind the Dodgers because the Dodgers are losing. So, yeah, I mean, it yeah, could be. They could possibly, you know, and, and, and that's always great to have. You, you you got to have that. Like you say, you don't want to go to L.A. You don't want to go to Wrigley. You don't want to deal with these. You want to have people Although, have to come the through last, us. The, th- the three times, though, in the playoffs, they've had game five at home and it hasn't worked out. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that, <laughs> that's we also keep waiting true. for this year to be different. If you, if you guys controlled the world, who would you who would you have them face? 
I don't, George. You probably know better than than me. You know, I'm I'm up on a little bit, but you probably you you threw out the Diamondbacks, and I'm. I'd say, well, no, I definitely won't face the Diamondbacks. They're playing, they're playing. We're one of the hottest teams right now. In the first round, I'd say, you know, the Cardinals, regardless of how bad they are, they always give the Nats fits. Yeah, I'd say Brewers, Cubs, Cardinals in that order right now. Brewers. I, I could deal with that. Even yeah. though, you know the Brewers and you know they're not no slouches either. But no, they're not. But I mean, they, 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 I think they, they I think three they could, or four. Yeah, I think I think they could definitely deal with the Brewers a little bit better. I mean, like you said, the Cardinals have their number, but I think they they'll get over that hump. You know, these are not the Cardinals of old. Correct. So yeah. I, I think they'll be able to get over that hump at least. You know. If it's not a, a huge mental, you know, thing that they get caught up on the uniform and not necessarily caught up on who's in the uniform. But I think they well, can get past it, that. But it you is don't want to see the Cubs. thing with this team for the first round, unfortunately. Yeah, it is. So. It is. It just like the caps and on and on and on. But, um, you, no, you don't want to You don't want to play the Cubs. Even though they've been on a downwards, they lost, what, 11 in a row or something like that? Didn't they, they won last night, I think. Who Dodgers? No, yeah, they well, did. Okay, which one is going? Because one of them was going in the wrong direction. Was the Dodgers? The Dodgers. Dodgers lost eleven straight. Okay, yeah. weren't the Cubs? You know, on a just on a spiral at one point. Have they pulled themselves they, yeah, together? Yeah, they were, but they they evened out. They're like up and down right now, but All they right. still have a two game lead, I think, in the Central. But like you said, you know, defending champs are uh, uh, defending champs. Yeah, and, you know. That's who, the biggest who, thing. Who said never underestimate the heart of a champion? I can't remember <laughs> which coach that was. Correct. Especially yeah. now. You know, they're still until someone knocks them out. Yeah. And we haven't, you know, it's not like the Nets come in with the, with a championship pedigree. Right. You know, they're right. still trying to strive to get to that point. So, you know, mentally, can they get over that hump? Because, unfortunately, we said the same thing about the Caps. They couldn't do it. This year was supposed haven't. to be the year <laughs> to do it, and they didn't do it. Can the Nets you know, overcome that hump that the, that the Caps couldn't because they both were at the same ceiling where, you know, okay, you, you, the, even though the Caps' window was closing, the Nets' window was not. Not not to me anyway. But with all the players that they're, they're adding is actually probably getting wider with some of the young guys that they do have. But they've got – they've been facing it, the same hurdle. But, look, I take this year – I mean, when you look at what – Scherzer, Strasburg, and Gio have done. I mean, I yeah. take those three, and I don't care if you're not, if you have a 70% Bryce Harper. If these guys pitch lights out like they have been, I'll take them in any series against anybody. And anything you can get from Roark is is a is a bonus. Yeah, and you won't need him. You won't. You'll you put him in the bullpen in the first round because you're not going to go yeah. four starters in no. the first round. You'll no. go on short rest. And the, and you know the the guys that they have picked up in the, in the bullpen have, for the most part have yeah. come through. I mean, they, they've had their up-and-down moments. But, I mean, closing-wise, I mean, they've been doolittle, and, 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 and those guys have been – they've been good. Yeah. So, if, we'll anybody, uh, if anybody had to ask the question, what's different this year that'll let them uh, uh, advance, that would be it, the pitching? Well, yeah. I mean, Strasburg's so. healthy. Strasburg wasn't around last year in the postseason, if you remember. And I think what they've done in the back end of the bullpen is, yeah. is huge. I mean, and let's – I mean, also – can't take away offensively either. I mean, when this yeah. lineup's intact, everybody's hitting. And then you but got I'll overall take a, depth. I'll take a 70% Bryce Harper over a no Bryce Harper. So. Exactly. Georgie, we'll talk to you later. Thanks a lot, man. All right. I'll see you guys. All right, man. Take it easy. So it's just Jamal and me left in the in the studio. Any, one any one closing one thoughts here? When it comes to the Redskins and doom and gloom, I'm not necessarily a big proponent of that. But when you look at this schedule and who they're facing, it was almost crucial that they went at least two and two in the first quarter of the season, which is the first four games of the season, because as we mentioned before, 
you have the Rams who at one point in time, you know, looked like a pencil didn't win. Now that's 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 a coin toss. That's a 50-50. You're not necessarily sure, you know, if they can come out with they went on the road. You have to, you know, after this deflating loss to Philly at home, you got to go cross country and deal with, you know, McVay and company that know you very well. So Gruden's going to have to, you know, He's going to have to step his game up and maybe come with something that McVeigh is not expecting or hasn't seen or or just execute. Maybe maybe that's the key to just execute instead of coming with something newer and, and, and better. Just execute the plays. But when you, go ahead. I was just going to say, if we can knock out these two California teams, one out there and one back here at FedEx, well, see, that, that would be beautiful. Yeah. But I think I might be kind of well, see, that, that's, uh, wishful that's, thinking. That's where you get into the tricky part. That's why I thought that the first two games, Philly was winnable. Even though we didn't play well, that game was still winnable. You know, we kind of gave it away. Kirk rather kind of gave it away. Uh, they didn't necessarily show to be a superior team to us. I still don't think that they're better uh, than the Redskins are. So you needed that win. And then the Rams game still seems winnable, but, you know, people are in doubt now. Though you get those two wins and you start off 2-0, Whatever happens with Kansas City and the Raiders, you know, if you go, if you split those two games, you're looking at three and one, fine. If you happen to drop those two games to playoff teams, Kansas City, who just put up 40-something on, you know, out of nowhere on the Patriots, you're still looking at two and two in the first quarter of the season, and you're looking okay. Now, outside of division games, you still have to go against Minnesota. You still have to play Seattle. You still have to play the Cardinals, even though they don't have uh, David Johnson. But that's a later game. He may be back by by that late in the season. You got to play Denver. You got to play the Chargers. This is not an easy schedule, and that's all outside of the division. The only game that you can look to and say, okay, you can punch pencil in now as a win, maybe is San Francisco. And that's Cal yep. Shanahan. He's got an axe right, to grind with this right. organization. So he's going to be gunning for us. So when you look at the entirety of the schedule and the strength of the schedule, dropping this first game in the long run can be more detrimental than it probably should be. If the schedule was a little different, I might not be so caught up with one game. Yep. But when you go through this almost murderous row of what we have to deal with in terms of outside the division. That's not even mentioning the Cowboys, the Giants twice, you know, the Eagles again, not even throwing those guys in the mix. It's a daunting task what they have to deal with with this schedule. So picking up two wins early bodes well for the rest of the season. Dropping possibly two, setting yourself up for maybe being 0-4, because yeah, that's I'm, really I'm scary. I don't know the odds. I'm not of them beating the Raiders and Kansas City. I'm going to have to see a totally different team. I know the defensive effort will be there. I know the defense will come to play, and they're going to have to going up against David Carr and Amari Cooper and Marshawn Lynch. Then you got to turn around and deal with with Kelsey uh, Kareem Hunt now, who is you know emerged as, a, as as the darling of fantasy football. And Tyreek Hill, I don't think we have anybody who can stay in front of Tyreek Hill. You know, he's, he's you know, D-Jacks 2.0 at this point. Right. I'm not sure anybody, and, and I love Josh Norman and Breland, but if they get him on a go route, 
they can't stay in front of him. They've got they've got to put somebody over over top of him all day long. So I don't know. They're going to have to figure out what kind of team they are, what kind of offense they're going to run, what the identity of this. I think the defense has an identity. They call themselves the Wolfpack, so they have an identity. This offense, this coach, is going to have to figure out how this team is going to look, how he's going to get these young players involved and expand this offense. Otherwise, it can be a very dismal season. Otherwise, you might want to get used to Sam Darnold <laughs> or you know some of these quarterbacks that's going to be in the top five because it could. Be, I don't want to sound that gloomy. Yeah. But I'm I'm being real about it. It's, it's not a it's not a pessimistic look at it. It's a realistic look at it. This season could get away from them very early if they don't tighten it up. Yeah, they're going to have to give us something to cheer about in week two. I really think the uh, victory over the the Rams would make a big difference. At least get us to an even record. So if, if you're 500 going into those next two games. You know, it's a much better outlook. Of course, one and one looks a whole hell of a lot better than zero and two. Absolutely. All right. Well, here's to a Skins victory in week two. It's the DMV Sports Roundtable. Find it on iTunes, the Podcast One app, podcastone.com, and WTOP.com. Search Podcast DC. For Jamal, George, and Chris, I'm Dimitri. We'll catch you next week.